Hey, what is up? Welcome to this Featured Friday episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento. You're in for a great treat today. I know how frequently I say that for these Featured Friday interviews, but today we've got an incredible guest, Laura Gale. She's been in the publishing industry for a long time. She's been involved in huge projects like the Twilight series and Harry Potter. She's been doing this for a long time, and now what she does is she helps entrepreneurs leverage the power of books for their own businesses, whether it's through ghostwriting or marketing their books. We're going to dive into a lot of topics with Laura in today's interview. I'm so excited for that. Without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Laura Gale. So I'm really excited to officially welcome Laura Gale to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Laura, welcome. Thank you so much, Brian. It's great to be here. So I know you were telling me a little bit before we hit record today. You're in Portugal. Holy cow. Where are you originally from? <laughs> Fill in the gaps for us. Who the heck is Laura? How'd she end up in the publishing industry and in Portugal? So I was born and raised in Sydney in Australia and grew up in a very uh, bookworm heavy family. We're big readers. And so um, I sort of always had an eye towards being in the book industry. I definitely um, excelled at that sort of wordy stuff in school. And so went to university for writing and then landed a job through an internship at a big publishing house and just got super lucky because they had some really amazing projects and I got to work with amazing authors and with a really fantastic team. So it really set me up to kind of get into writing professionally. in about 2011, Amazon was really taking off and it was becoming apparent that the publishing industry wasn't quite keeping up with how quickly things were changing. And so I thought, okay, I better figure out how to do this thing on my own. You know, I still have a job and everything's great for the moment, but down the line in a couple of years, probably things are going to change. So um, I, yeah, struck out on my own, figured out how to get my first few clients and have been writing ever since. I love that story. And you talk about things changing and we're definitely going to dive into that. So I published my first book in 2015 and someone once described it to me as the best business card you'll ever have. And I've definitely found that to be true. And I know you've published your own book as well. You're the author of how to write this book, write, publish and market your business bestseller. Why are we even here talking about books for entrepreneurs and business? (laughs) Books have this really special place in our culture. You know, we're 600 odd years into the history of of books and they're not going away anytime soon. We really revere authors. We think of them as real authority figures. We listen to them, we respect them. And so for an entrepreneur or a business leader, it's a real um, indicator of your success, an indicator of your expertise if you have Um, if you have a book. So basically you need to be very accomplished and have a really strong grasp on what you're talking about to justify writing a book, to go through the process. You know, it's not easy, as you know, Brian, it takes time, it takes a lot of effort, it's an investment. And so you've really got to believe that you have something worth saying and you don't do that unless you really know know your stuff. So 
I think it really has a lot of implicit messaging in it that people um, take really seriously. And, and especially if you're looking at physical books, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. So as you hand somebody a physical copy of your book, it becomes very much, um, it's unavoidable for them to think of you as a real force to be reckoned with. Yeah, you said the word real. And that's how I feel so often. Like when I hold my own book still, I mean, we're six years after publishing it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's real. It is the real fruits of my labor. So I do want to talk about that because you use the word accomplished. And you said that when it comes to writing a book, you are accomplished. How soon is too soon for entrepreneurs to be thinking, yeah, I should write a book like this is an important authority thing in my business. I think it's the right time when you are pretty comfortable in your processes. If you are still learning how to onboard clients, if you're still working out how to get a consistent revenue stream, if you're not quite sure how you're going to handle, um, you know, the next few months of work, probably it's a little bit early. You want to do it when you've got your systems in place, you're confident that you can get some clients and that you have reliable systems that produce good results. So it's not something to jump into if you're really, really early in your business, but by the time you've got some traction and you're consistently able to get revenue in the door and deliver good results for your clients, then I think you can start thinking about it. Awesome. I want to address a question that I know listeners are having because I don't want to wait to get into this stuff. I'm just going to dive straight in because people are probably sitting there thinking, well, Laura, are you saying I got to find a publisher and I've got to wait years to get this thing published and I have to write pitches and all that? How does it work? Or should I go the self-publishing route? It's a really good question and it's a big one to unpack. There's a lot of detail in there. It really depends on what your goal is. So if you are wanting to um, go the traditional publishing route, you want to have it in airports and you want to have, you know, the big media tour and all of that stuff, um, you know, having a traditional publisher can be useful for that. The thing to understand with traditional publishing is that the timelines are very long. So if you pitch a book today, it probably, you know, if you've got an agent, it will get accepted within the next couple of months. From it being accepted by a traditional publisher, you've probably got 12 to 18 months of lead time before the book is actually out in the world. And so if you are wanting to deploy the book as part of your business, if you want it to be out there getting you leads and sales and, you know, building up your marketing, waiting for 18 months is not very effective. And so this is why self-publishing has become so popular for entrepreneurs and for freelancers because you get to control the entire process. You can go as big or as small as you want. You can go as bespoke as you want. You can go as mass market as you want. It's really, um, it gives you a lot of options to, to do the self-publishing. It gives you the control of the title, of the cover, of how you market it, you know, all of that stuff is a compromise when you have a traditional publisher. And so it really does depend on what your goal is for the book. Awesome. You said the word marketing a couple times, and I'm so excited to talk about books within the context of marketing. But before we do that, we just dispel the myth of, you know, you have to go the traditional publishing route. I'm a huge fan of self-publishing. I mean, Seth Godin self-publishes his books, and the dude hits New York Times bestselling list with every single book of his. So long gone are the days that you need to rely on these big publishers. Laura, I appreciate that insight, especially someone who comes from the publishing world. But let's talk about your other option when it comes to the actual logistics of a book as an entrepreneur. Let's talk about that mysterious world of ghostwriting. I know you've ghostwritten over 15 books in addition to publishing your own books. What the heck is ghostwriting and should entrepreneurs be entertaining that? 
So ghostwriting is the process of having a writer come in and produce the book for you. A good ghostwriter is going to collaborate with you really closely to figure out what the strategic intent of your book is, what you want it to do in your business or what you want the message to be for the reader. Um, they'll help you develop an outline, you know, a very clear structure of all of the material that needs to be in the book. And then we'll interview you to get all of that material. So it's all in your own words. It's all as you would teach it yourself um, and then go and turn that material, all of that recorded stuff into the draft itself. Um, and then once you've got that, you go through editing and getting into publishing and all of that kind of thing. But basically a ghostwriter's job is to get the book out of you. So they are going to do all of the heavy lifting, all of the kind of tedious sitting at the computer typing for a few months um, that you probably have, you know, you, you could spend that time better as the leader of your business a lot of the time. And so um, having a ghostwriter, I sort of often say is a bit like having a tax accountant, you know, you're not trying to do your numbers all yourself, it's very good to have somebody to take care of that and get it right for you. Um, and it's the same with having your book done by a ghostwriter. I love that analogy with the tax account. It makes a lot of sense. And especially because as someone who works with and talks to a ton of entrepreneurs on a daily basis, I always hear that, that obstacle for them where they say, I'm not a great writer. What is your message to all those entrepreneurs out there or entrepreneurs who are saying, I'm not good at writing. Do I even have the skills I need to start my business, to publish a book, to become an authority? What's your response to them? I think... If you don't feel like you're a great writer, that's okay. A lot of people don't, you know, I have been doing this for close to 20 years. And so, you know, anybody who's been doing anything for that long is going to be good at it. And so if you're really good at something and that's what your business is built around, then do that. There are people to help you with these other things. I think one of the things I wish that I had understood earlier in my journey to building a business was getting the right people to help me at the right time and, you know, finding people who are good at the stuff that I'm not good at. And that's plenty of it. So I think, you know, it's okay if you don't feel like you're quite ready to do it yourself. If you do want to do the book yourself, there's plenty of options for doing it uh, as part of a coaching program. There are books, you know, my book is about that. I do coaching as well. There's so many different ways that you can get through that process. You just have to be aware of what it's going to take and whether that's the best option for you to get that material out. One of the things that people really struggle with when it comes to ghostwriting is this idea that it's not really me that's writing the book. It doesn't feel authentic to them, but a good ghostwriter is going to model all of that material very closely on what you've said. The ghostwriter shouldn't really be present in the book. Their voice shouldn't come out at all. It should all be you. It should all be your material. So it is yours. You just haven't done the labor of typing it out. Yeah, I, I like your way of thinking that. And I want to talk to the entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs out there who are listening to you right now and thinking to themselves, maybe writing a book isn't so far off for me. And I want to talk to them because obviously the first hurdle will be, well, what book do I freaking write? How do you take people through that process of figuring out? So just to read a couple of your book titles, your first book, How to Write This Book, Write, Publish, and Market Your Business Bestseller. It's a super sexy title. It's a super sexy topic. People know exactly what it is. Your other book, Content That Converts, How to Build a Profitable and Predictable B2B Content Marketing Strategy. Now, to entrepreneurs out there listening to us right now, they might be thinking, I don't know how I'm gonna come up with that title. I don't know how I'm gonna come up with that topic. What's your answer to them, Laura? As with any marketing 
uh, effort, you need to start with your end user in mind, the per your avatar, the reader. And so you need to think about what they want to hear from you. So if you are going to teach them about building a business, you know, what stage of that journey are they at? Are they, do they have a business yet? Do they have an employee yet? Are they at a particular amount of revenue? Where are they at at that? in that journey, what's the psychology of that? You know, there's there's a lot of things that you can think about um, in terms of what the reader needs that will give you plenty of book ideas. So look at your area of expertise and figure out what people are most wanting to learn from you. You know, what do you know how to do better than anybody else? Why are people coming to work with you? Um, and so I think you can start with, I'm good at this thing. People want to know about this from me. Um, what would I teach somebody if I had to teach them the most important thing? And that can be often the start of a really great book. You know, something that's very practical is often a really good place to start. If you get into theoretical stuff, it can kind of go off on into the weeds. So if you kind of start with teaching how to do what you're doing, that's also a really good place to start. The other thing to keep in mind is that you don't have to put all of your material into the book. You know, there are a lot of ideas and you've got to think about what's right for this book, not how do I get everything that I have ever spoken about into this one thing. Music to my ears, basically. Laura, I tell everybody when people are just like, you're such a good marketer, you're such a great podcaster, how do you come up with all these answers? I'm the first to admit, I don't have any of the answers. My customers have all the answers. So I love the fact that that's your first answer when it comes to figuring out the topic of your book. But let's talk marketing from here. So now I've got a book. I've written it about an incredible topic because I took your advice. I thought about my customer in advance. Let's talk about how do we as entrepreneurs use these books, these physical manifestations of our labor, of our work with our ghostwriter, if we choose to go that route, how do we turn that into additional sales and authority? How do we make it count? There are many, many ways you can do that. The advice that I always give to people, though, is to do what you're already good at. If you are a great podcaster, then promote it on your podcast and on other people's podcasts. If you're great at Facebook ads, then build a Facebook ad funnel. If you're great at email marketing, do that. You know, it's much easier to work with your existing skills and to kind of really capitalize on what you're already good at than trying to learn a whole new skill set, optimize a whole new channel while you're also trying to make this book work. You know, those are two very different goals. And so um, if you've already got something that's working, start with plugging the book into that. And then you can think about, you know, adding those more experimental methods. Um, something people forget about is their personal network as well. And this is something you can do regardless of what you're good at from a marketing sense. But, you know, people that you've worked with, clients that you've worked with, your email list, people who are interested in working with you, um, past professional contacts, your friends, people are going to be excited that you've done this. And so you need to tell them that it's there. <laughs> you know, people will help you promote it and they will be willing to share it um, if you let them know that it's coming and you make it really easy for them to present this as something valuable for their connections and their audiences. Um, but in terms of ways to promote the book, you can do podcasts, email marketing, social media. Obviously, you can do a lot of content marketing. Um, there's all sorts of PPC stuff that you can do. You can do free plus shipping offers. There's, you know, sky's the limit and it really depends on 
what your budget is and what your goals are and what your capabilities are. But as I say, there's many, many ways you can do it, but start with what you're good at. Yeah. And I teed you up for obviously a very loaded question there because I agree there are so many different ways, but full transparency for every single podcast listener who's listening to this interview with Laura, my free plus shipping book funnel still to this day is the most profitable funnel that I've ever run in my business. So that's where I give out a free copy of my book in full disclaimer, the book costs me about $3. So when I get author copies of my book, I can get it for $3. So it's very cheap for me. It basically is a business card at that point for me where it's just saying, hey, here's something incredibly valuable for you to receive so that you see how good I am at what I do and that's how I make it count. Laura, one huge regret that I have about my book though, I wish I knew you back in 2015, is that I didn't have any links in there for people to give me their name and email address or or opt in to get something free. So if someone buys my book on Amazon, I never know who they are, I can't make that purchase count. What's your best advice for entrepreneurs within that context? What things should we do when it comes to publishing our book? Well, first thing is that you can update your Amazon listing with a new interior file. So if you wanted to add a link like that, you can. Uh, But if you're starting, if you're at your first pass of this, have something to direct people to. You know, people spend all of this time with your content, getting to know you, learning what you're about. And if they haven't got something to go on to, then they're kind of like, cool, okay, now what? <laughs> you know, you've sort of led them all the way down this path and, and you've got to give them the next thing to do. Um, the whole reason that you're producing this book as an entrepreneur is to get more people into your orbit, into your sales funnels, into your marketing. And so having either a web page where they can go and opt into an email list or where they can sign up for, you know, the next thing in your funnel, you want to sort of start ascending them through your marketing as they have finished up with the book. You know, there should be multiple continuing steps for them so that they get further and further along their relationship with you. Um, You know, it's they're primed at that point to be really receptive to your messages and to be very responsive to offers that you make to them. And so whether it's a Facebook group that they can join or follow you on social media or join your email list or buy this low cost thing. You know, there's lots of ways that you can do that, but make sure you always have one consistent call to action throughout the book. Yeah, really good tangible advice there from a marketing perspective for anyone who's got a book in their ecosystem. Laura, I just got to get in there and update my book, don't I? This is an error that I can easily fix. So maybe you'll give me the boost to do that. Well, it's it's also a great way to promote it again. You know, books are really evergreen most of the time, unless it's like super, super technical you know, stuff on how to market on TikTok, you know, you, that's going to change. But like, you know, if you've got stuff that's evergreen in there, then for sure, go in every couple of years and update it, you know, put in some new material, put in some new case studies, change your call to action if you want to, because then you have a whole new reason to contact your audience again. You know, it's another way to kind of give this asset another lease on life and it should be performing for you over the long term. It's not like you just launch it and then it's done. That should be working for you over many years. I dig that advice. It's definitely, Laura, you've got my commitment here today. I will do that. (laughs) I will revise and update certain parts of my book. I want to ask you this, though, because, I mean, here we hear about me procrastinating in my own ways. But, Laura, my biggest beef with wannabe authors, especially for entrepreneurs, is how long it takes for them to publish their book. I'm going to put you on the spot, Laura. I'm going to let you be direct with my audience today. How long should it take? 
hard question to answer because it depends a lot on the type of book. But I think if you haven't got a draft finished within six months, you're taking too long. So without further <laughs> information there, what's your advice for people? And, and here's the thing is I know how simple it can be. And I love making building a business very simple. And I know that you like to make the book publishing process very simple. So for me, I always tell people, if you want to grow your business, just go sell to people. And I know that it's most simplistic terms with publishing a book is just freaking sit down and write the thing. But what tangible advice do you have for entrepreneurs as they sit down to write it? What are the the constant stumbling blocks that you see for people that makes it take six months or a year or five years. And let's face it, it's yeah. never going to be published. So the biggest problem people run into is that they don't know what to work on today when they sit down. So the first thing is to have a very clear reader avatar, you know, really understand who you're talking to. Whenever I write a book, I have someone specific in mind that I know personally, you know, I'm going to write to my friend, Rachel. And so, you know, this book, she doesn't know about this topic. So here's what she would need to understand if I am going to get her to take an action with me at the end of this book. So having a really clear sense of who you're writing for and what they will need to know is a really strong starting point because then you can build an outline, you know, sort of working backwards to think about all of the different topics that you need to cover in that book. And once you've got all of those kind of high level topics, you can break those down into smaller pieces. Okay, if we're going to talk about SEO, for example, we need to talk about content types, we need to talk about keywords, we need to talk about metadata, we need to talk about search engines, you know, there's all of this stuff that you can talk about, that's very tangible in there. So if you list out all of those subcategories, then by the end of that outline, you can basically just go through and join the dots, right? You just need to write a couple of pages for each of those different sections, and then you've got a chapter. So it's about breaking it down into very tangible pieces, very bite-sized manageable pieces, because then you can write one or two pages a day and you'll make all the progress that you need to. So most business books are in the range of 150 to 250 pages. So if you write one page a day, you know, you'll be done in six to eight months. So I think most people can can handle doing a bit more than a page a day. That's only 350 words. So it's not going to take you too long to do that. Um, so, you know, once you kind of have all of these milestones in place, then, you know, it's easy to build momentum. I love how simple you make it, Laura. And when you and I first connected, one of my goals was for listeners to hear from you how easy and attainable it is for them to have a book of their own, because I do think it is such an important thing for you to get your message out there. It lives way beyond our own years, and, and you have knowledge that you need to get out there. But I think one of the things that surprises people the most when it comes to the book publishing process is the costs involved. People are always mind blown at how attainable it really is is. Let's talk to those entrepreneurs who want to go the self-publishing route, for example. What sort of costs can they expect? So if you are publishing just an ebook, then your costs are virtually zero. <laughs> you know, you basically need to write the book, which obviously costs your time. So there is, if you want to extrapolate it, there is a dollar figure associated with your time. So factor for that. But if you want to publish it on Amazon, it doesn't cost anything to get set up on there. The only costs you will pay are when you start going to print on demand. So um, as long as you are able to format 
the interior file yourself, which, you know, there's plenty of software out there that can help you do that and have a cover design, then, you know, those things are kind of the primary costs, the cover design and the interior file. Um, so, you know, you can spend as much or as little on those as you want to, you can hire someone to do it, you can do it yourself. But print on demand is very inexpensive. As you said, you know, you can get author copies for two or $3 and then you are free to use those as, as you please. Um, you can price them however you like. Um, you're going to earn royalties on that. So often your costs are recouped if you do do the print on demand stuff. So there are very few costs associated, particularly if you're focusing primarily on Amazon. Costs can escalate the more platforms that you add. And, you know, if you want to do a hardcover print run of the book or whatever, you can make it, as I said before, as big or as small as you want to. But even if you go small, it doesn't mean low impact. It just means low cost. Yeah, for sure. Really, really insightful answer. You guys heard Laura say the F word there free. You can have a book published for free. It really is that attainable for you wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Laura, you've been a wealth of knowledge today. I always love asking experts who come onto the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, what is your number one piece of advice for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs to accelerate their success? Oh, good question. I wish that I had worked more with my skills at the start, you know, I wish that I had just acknowledged I'm good at writing. Let's just focus on doing that and getting as many clients as I can. Not, I'm going to try and learn how to build um, online courses. I'm not going to try and learn how to do Facebook ads. I'm just going to do this and focus on what I'm really good at until I have the consistency in my revenue to start experimenting with those other things. Because I freaked myself out in the beginning trying to like get affiliates and build courses and do all of this other stuff when I should have just been focused on one thing. So working with your skills, accepting what you're good at, focusing on that, becoming the best in your field, and then getting in the other people who can help you when you're ready. That's what I wish I had done. Very good advice there. Laura, I so appreciate you coming on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast today. I hope every single listener excuse me, is sitting there thinking to themselves, I want to do this. I want to say today's the day after listening to Laura that I want to write my book. Where can listeners learn more about you, maybe get some resources to help push them down that path? So the best place is my website, which is lauraiswriting.com. Uh, you can go over there and download a free copy of How to Write This Book, which is my entire process that I use with every client and to write all of my own books as well. Um, there's also a daily email list where I talk about the process of writing and all of the stuff that you have to deal with internally, all of the imposter syndrome, all of the fears and doubts and visibility stuff and, you know, all of the stuff that gets in the way of you actually pushing on with getting your work done. Um, there's, there's that as well. So I would love to see some of you guys over there. Awesome. So just like my favorite Martin Luther King Jr. quote of all time, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. And if you want to take the first step of writing your book, just go to lauraiswriting.com. Laura is going to make it as easy as she possibly can for you to do that and start building your authority as an entrepreneur using your book. Laura, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much, Brian. It's been great. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.